I was just kidding! You whimper as the big beefy bully pushes you against the gym's locker. You call me wide load, you skinny little twink. He snarls into your ear. You try to move, but he's got a stick hand on the back of your neck. He slaps you hard on the ass with the other hand. Ow! I didn't mean it. Let me go. I know what will shut your mouth, he says, as he reaches down the back of your shorts, grabs the waistband of your underwear, and yanks it up hard. No, you whimper, and you blush with embarrassment as the underwear rides up into your ass crack. Oh, you're gonna be sorry, he says, as he pulls your shorts down. You look over your shoulder, and you see that he has his weight belt in hand, and he takes aim. Crack! Right across your ass. Welcome to episode 38 of the Dudes Spake and Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about amateur glass blowing, nor is it a podcast about the special needs of rescue animals. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking other dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Hi, I'm Jaden. Hey, Jaden, and I am Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome back to, how many times have you been on the podcast? Oh, a few. A few. <laughs> I a think few. probably about five or six, yeah. But it's yeah. been a while. It's been about a year. Yes, yep. And although we have seen each other, uh, Moonburn is back. Uh, we've had actually two Moonburn events. Uh, they require vaccinations to attend, masks, uh, but lots of good spankings were had by all. I got to be quite the bully, give out a few wedgies. Uh, we'll be talking about that uh, later on this episode. So things are reopening. Uh, right now, everyone is preparing for Badass Weekend in Augusta, Georgia in October. Uh, you are planning on being there, right, Jaden? I'll be there. Yes, I will as well. It is October 14th through 17th. They also have implemented a uh Mandatory vaccination evidence, proof of your vaccination in order to attend. Um, even though the hotel is full up, um, you can still register and come. You just have to stay somewhere else and motor over there. So I would like to encourage you to come on out if you're feeling comfortable and safe. If you have not been vaccinated, please, please, please get vaccinated. Um, I've actually had a couple of uh, coworkers get breakthrough infections even with the delta variant even though they are vaccinated but the good news is because they were vaccinated it was very 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 tame like a mild flu uh, much milder than any of my uh, anybody i know who got infected back before uh, they had had made the vaccination so please get vaccinated um, next up hot seat retreat our event we are in the the prep plans uh, for 2022 in Palm Springs in March. We will be announcing the dates very, very soon. Uh, Jaden, you are working on the uh, updating the site, correct? That's right. So we're getting ready to kick off the uh, hot seat uh, uh, campaign to uh, let people know what when is happening and what the details are as far as costs and things like that. So we should have a 
should have something in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, we'll put up a we'll do a special sort of podcast extra when we have the announcements ready. Just we have to make sure that uh, every the T's are all crossed and the I's are all dotted before we can plan to beat some butts. Uh, so, but we will get that up as soon as possible. Just it is going to be in March. Just keep that in mind. We'll give you the formal dates, and then we will let you know when you can start registering. Um, another event that I want to bring to everyone's attention, um, Cleveland Leather Awareness Weekend, uh, also known as CLAW. This normally takes place in April in Cleveland, hence the name. It is a major BDSM leather event. Uh, the last time it happened in 2019 before COVID hit, uh, it had uh, more than about 2,200 people attending, so lots of folks. It is, instead of taking place in Cleveland in April, this one for this year is taking place here in Los Angeles on the week of Thanksgiving, November 24th through the 28th. And so once I found out about that, I did a bunch of finagling and talking around, and I, I wanted to make sure, since LA has a major male spanking community, uh, that we had some presence there, and I'm working on it. Um, I don't have an official announcement of what we're going to do, but I'm alerting folks that um, keep it in mind. Uh, I know there is going to be at least a spanking themed party, kind of like what the uh, badass weekend folks uh, do at the Mid-Atlantic Leather event up in DC that uh, I know, Jaden, you've been to that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try to organize something similar like that. Um, the big thing about CLAW is its focus is on both uh, philanthropy. So the, the money that they uh, bring in is used for uh, philanthropic causes. Uh, and they also focus a lot on education. They have dozens of panels about all sorts of kinks. Uh, and I'm submitting to do a panel or two. Uh, we're still working it out on spanking play. Uh, so I plan to be there. Um, so again, just put it on your calendar. If you're planning to be out in LA for Thanksgiving, or if you're planning to come out for CLAW, uh, keep an eye out for some spanking events. Uh, I'll make sure to do a more formal announcement as the event approaches. All right, lots of stuff going on, which is great. It means that everything's reopening. So uh, let's get to the real dudes, spanking real dudes section. So uh, Jaden, uh, is the, of course, uh, the founder um, and uh, operator and uh, updater and manager and, and pretty much everything of WAPS, uh, an app designed for uh, guys who are into spanking. Um, over this past year, um, you may have noticed out there as you're attempting to interact with people on the spanking scene, uh, perhaps what seems like a dramatic increase in spam messages and scams and other troubling things showing up in your inboxes. And so uh, we figured now is a good time for Jaden to come on and talk about it. We haven't really talked about online habits since all the way back in episode six, where we talked about how to make an online profile and, and how to connect with other guys in the spanking. So, um, Jaden, talk a little bit about what you, what 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 are you seeing and what's going on out there? Okay, so yeah, the the online scams are affecting the entire online dating and hookup industry. Uh, so it's not just banking, but we're definitely uh, we're not spared. 
Um, and essentially it's people that are wanting to exploit a human need for a connection. Um, and I think it, it particularly accelerated during the pandemic uh, when so many people couldn't meet. Uh, that created an opportunity for the scammers to kind of move into these spaces and try and get people to send the money by PayPal and digital gift cards and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's a definitely a bigger uh, problem just in volume than I ever expected uh, when I came up with the idea to start WAPS. Um, I thought I'd be dealing with, you know, interpersonal conflicts between people in the scene, but that's not at all the dominant <laughs> problem. It's uh, it's these scammers and trying to detect and uh, remove uh, profiles that are fraudulent. So what are you looking for? How are you able to determine whether or not, you know, whether someone who's putting profiles up on WAPS is real or fake? Yeah, so that's that's kind of evolved to meet the meet the need. Um, one of the first things that, that we do and um, all photos that go on WAPS profiles are reviewed as part of the App Store rules. And so that gives us the opportunity if there's a an image that's suspicious or kind of looks too good to be true. Um, we do a Google uh, reverse image search on it to see if it's, you know, a, a stock photo or a photo that's, you know, appeared on 2,000 different Instagram accounts or something like that. Um, so that that's a definite red flag of the photos. We also look at the geolocation of the IP address. Um, the most common is uh, a Nigerian IP address and with the profile location, uh, usually in somewhere like New York or Dallas, Texas or Los Angeles or Chicago. Um, I don't think there's too many people that are traveling to Nigeria, especially during COVID-19, um, that actually do live in those American cities. Uh, so those are, uh, it's another way to kind of flag them. Uh, and then we're also, uh, and have been doing it for quite a while, doing SMS or text message verification, uh, which is optional. Uh, we don't require it at this point to use WAPS. Uh, I know that some of the other kink sites uh, have started to do that, FetLife being one of the big ones, mm -hmm. uh, that in order to create an account now on FetLife, you have to verify a phone. Um, WAPS doesn't require that, but it is, uh, it's a helpful uh, tool for anyone, you know, interacting with a profile if you see that it's got the hollow check mark or a filled check mark, uh, which means that other members have also verified them. Yeah, that, so WAPS is a great verification system. So if you, you should, if you haven't done this on WAPS, um, your buddies, if you have buddies in your community, your buddies that you've communicated, that you've met in person, you know that they are real, go ahead and uh, click on the option to verify that you've met them and that you know them that they're real. Because that, again, is an easy, easy way for you to determine whether or not someone you're communicating with is real, is that is other people have met him and can vouch that he exists. Um, other sites don't do that, but a lot of them do some other things. For example, um, recon, uh, when someone messages you from a new profile, there's a little notification that recon has at the bottom of it that says, this is a, you know, this is a new profile. Be very careful when you're, you know, responding to it. In other words, they're saying, you know, we don't, you know, this is someone who hasn't been on here for years, you know, looking for guys. This is someone who just got here. We don't know whether they're legitimate. Just be careful. Um, some things to pay attention to when someone is messaging you. First of all, of course, is there are some that are just really, really obvious, but the reality is um, 
people, no matter how obvious a scam sees, people occasionally get snagged on them. I somehow, at some point on my, at, on my office computer, either on purpose or either accidentally or misread an email and clicked on a phishing link and ended up getting my, my office computer hacked. And it was sending out like spam messages fr hacked from some Russian, you know, uh, person. We were able to detect back where it was coming from, but it was also, it was, you know, using our server to send out uh, other phishing emails. So I had become part of this horrible chain of, of scams and I had to, we had to do a lot of work to get it off of my computer. And I am a pretty skeptical, cynical, you know, careful person. So it happened to me. Um, so just the most obvious one is the ones that we see a lot on spank this hookups. If someone sends you a message that is just telling you to click on a link for another site or to go to another site, do not do that. Um, just, just don't. Don't do that. Do not click on that link. Do not go on that website. Do not give someone your email that you don't know. Um, that, that was coming through too. Someone's immediately, hey, I'd like to talk to you. Send me an email at so-and-so to get your email address. They are trying to either harvest your email address for scams. You'll start getting phishing, even more phishing emails. And just, sorry, I should probably explain what phishing is. Uh, phishing is when someone sends you an email with a fake link that appears to go to something of a legitimate site, uh, but in actuality is a link that will install malware onto your computer that will be used to give uh, hackers remote access and cause all sorts of bad things to happen. So, um, so what other, what recommendations do you have, Jaden, as, as someone who's essentially operating a site for this to, you know, to be careful when you're interacting with people? Yeah, so, I mean, to repeat something you said is somebody looking for your phone or email um, right off the bat is, is kind of a red flag. Um, I think, you know, later on in messaging, that's a common behavior, but certainly um, in the beginning, you want to keep your chat um, on the app or site um, until you know a little bit more. Uh, and then also just thinking critically, um, if, you know, the responses are poorly worded or have nothing to do with your interests or your profile, that's that's also a big red flag. Um, or someone that just seems to like everything you like. I think that's, you know, that too good to be true kind of phenomenon. Um, that's all, that would also be a red flag. Some things we notice in the WAPS uh, profiles, and I don't know how much, you know, haven't done a lot of analysis into it, but lots of emojis in the profile description seems to be common. And keywords like honest, loyal, and long-term, which are a little odd in spanking profiles, um, but they seem to be present in these uh Particularly the, the ones out of Africa. Yeah, they are they are intended to prey on people who are um, very lonely um, and older, and and perhaps uh, have lost some some skepticism or critical critical skills in in recognizing when they're being manipulated. Um, one of the things that I noticed is like in previously, actually, I've noticed. That that is changing slightly. So I would previously, you know, you would get messages that it just expressed a vague interest, but didn't actually say anything substantive. Like, hey, handsome, you look super hot. Um, which is not the, which is nice, but it doesn't really, 
it, it became really obvious when you're on a kink or a fetish site when they don't engage with the kink or the fetish because they don't really know or recognize or understand what it is. But more recently, I have finally seen some people become aware. This happened on, on Spank This. Like a, they incorporated spanking into their message to me, but because English wasn't their native language, it read super awkwardly. And I, I, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it's like, it was translated through Google, you know, and, and, and then pasted into an email. Um, so I could tell it's someone who wasn't really familiar with a spanking fetish or how to construct a sentence about it that, that expressed an interest in spanking. Um, be very wary, again, like, um, like you had mentioned, uh, a lot of these, they will speak in glowing, but extremely, extremely vague terms. They haven't looked, really looked at your profile. They are just blanketing or attempting to blanket um, the boards or the forums or the, the site or the app with messages and hit as many people as they can, knowing that the vast, you know, 99.5% are not gonna fall for it. They're looking for that 0.5%. And so they're they're not even looking at profiles. Like you can use some some of these. I don't know how they're messaging, because on some of these, you know, like on Recon, you can see who looks at your profile. And then on WAPS, if you're I believe if you're a premium member on WAPS, you can see who looks at your profile. On Recon, I'll get these messages for people, but I can tell that they're not looking at my profile. So I'm like, how did you even send me a message? Um, but that happens, it happens a lot on Scruff, you know, all of this stuff, people who just aren't reading. The other thing I want to get into with this is there's a flip side to this, uh, which uh, we, we also know about very well, which is, okay, so how do I communicate with other people and convince them that I'm real, <laughs> that I'm not one of these scanners, scammers? Uh, what do you think, Jaden? Yeah, well, trying to be as detailed as you can, um, and, and explaining kind of who you are or what you what you saw in the profile that you're sending the message to. It just shows more authenticity and a little bit more care as well. Um, and I will bring up as well, it's, it's sort of loved and hated, but the WAPS has a spam filter um, that's pretty strict. And so if somebody uh, sends more than five messages in a row that are the exact same, um, it will flag it and, and you know, so there are people out there that they've always just used, you know, hey, sir, or something like that as their opening uh, for everyone. Right. And so WAPS kind of forces you to be more original. Um, I know there's some people that don't like that, but it's a way of trying to reduce spam as well. Yeah. And, and I will add that sending lots of messages that say, hey, sir, is a good way to trip up people's skepticism that you're real. Because, first of all, you don't know whether the other person wants to be called sir. I know what's going on. They're just checking to see who's available and they, you know, they may be legitimate and they're probably horny and looking for, looking for a spanking, but I don't respond to, Hey, sir, because we're in the middle of getting all of those for, first of all, like, I don't really like to be called, sir. I don't ask to be called, sir. If you've read my profile, you know, that that's not kind of how I play. And it, it's, again, it's one of those things that makes me think you haven't read my profile. And so I'm, I'm not going to respond because I don't know whether you want what I'm offering. You should look at a person's profile 
and either my suggestion is like you said indicate something on their profile that drew their attention in a very specific way like for example one of the things that i do get that i pretty much always respond to when i you know if i have time or if i noticing when someone takes notice of the implements in my pictures those are smart people who do that because they know they say if they just say hey you're really hot well the scammers are sending those messages too they took the time to notice the paddles that I own that I put in the pictures on my profile and indicating that they're potentially interested in being paddled. But more specifically, they're indicating that they looked at my profile and they saw the pictures of paddles. The alternative is um, if you are just attracted to somebody on the basis of their looks, that's perfectly acceptable and you're not particularly selective about their, you know, their interests or, or you're accommodating, you know, you're just a take anything bottom, which, you know, or, or a spank anything top. Those are you know, all valid, legitimate options. You can ask a specific question about whether they're interested in a certain type of play or behavior that makes you look like you're actually a person looking for something specific. Uh, again, an example is for people who are long distance um, uh, are often looking for, you know, people to talk on Skype or looking for role play uh, spanking, which is not a thing that I do, um, but uh, but they'll message me and say, um, you know, oh, are you interested in, you know, Skype calls or role play? And that's perfectly fine. I, when someone does it to me, it's like, okay, this seems like a real person. And then I, you know, politely let them down. But, you know, but I, I don't judge, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but it is like, it's a thing that you can do to make it more clear to the other person that you're real. Yeah. Being genuine with your intentions. I think that's really important nowadays because there's, there, you're right. There is so much competition and, and not just scammers, but like other, other guys looking. And so the more, the more authentic and genuine you can be with what, what you're looking for and, or what you notice about the other person that you like and, it also it gives us some, it gives them something to respond to, right? If you just say, "Hey, sir," or "Hey, handsome," like what are they? You know, what's the response? Like, yeah. thank you. You know, yeah. that's about all you can say. Right. But if yeah. they say, "Hey, like, when did you get that paddle?" or what, you know, like, how you know, um, what what does that feel like? Right. Then you can actually then engage a bit better. Yep. Someone messaged me to ask me if I knew this story, so I have this. Uh, I have a paddle. Um, a chai dealt. Uh, paddle from the these this fake fraternity from the late 90s early 2000s chai delta uh theta uh that was founded by a friend of mine you know and uh i actually have you know one of the authentic paddles i have it in my profile pictures and uh, mm -hmm. someone messaged me to ask me if if i knew where that came from so it's like so i so i, I shot him back a message um so that's someone that's real on the other hand i want to give an example and and i'm not doing this to be mean to this person um, because I think they are actually real. But when I first read it, I assumed that it was uh, a scam, a scammer. It says the message I got today, this morning, it just says, sir, a hot and very interesting profile. So when that popped up, I immediately thought, oh, this isn't real. But then out of curiosity, and also this person's profile is just a set of numbers. But when I pulled it up, um, this person has actually been on recon for a very long time, has a detailed profile um, himself in pictures. And so it's probably a real person unless he's been hacked. Um, but this wasn't a very good because of the, the, you mentioned you're competing with other guys. The real thing, you know, when it comes to spanking, we're not really competing with a lot of other spankers. 
but you are in fact competing with a flood of disinformation, you know, and and scammers and and catfishers and all of these people. Um, and so this is how you not get a response, which is unfortunate. Um, well, actually, I'll probably message him back and just say hi and see what happens to determine whether or not he's real. So, um, any last thoughts about this? Oh, I mean, just that it's a it's an ongoing challenge, and uh, you know, I think we're all trying to do our best in, in this you know in this climate. Um, I don't think it's going to stop. I mean, as long as they're tripping people up, and you yeah. know, I have I've had reports uh, from from WAPS members that have said, yeah, you know, you should really know that I, you know, I'm embarrassed about it, but, you know, I did this and, you know, you should take care of that profile and whatever. So yeah, it does happen and that's what kind of keeps it alive. So the more we can educate people and try to combat it, I think the um, safer our communities will be. Yeah. And the guys behind this, I mean, there's, there's, you may want to see, think, you may want to think about the guys who are behind us. It's just like these awful predators but the sad thing is the, the real story about about these guys is 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 kind of sad and, and tragic and sinister in a kind of a different way that you're thinking. These people are often extremely desperate. Isn't that right? Yeah. So I, I wanted to understand the, you know, this Nigerian component better because it's by far the most dominant, at least that I see on laps. And. Um, there's there's actually a, a 60 minutes episode you can find on YouTube. It's 60 minutes Australia actually, but um, they go into it and they actually sent like some undercover kind of reporters or whatever to try and figure out what was going on. And but yeah, it, it's it's basically uh, young men, uh, um, teenage boys even, that are recruited by the the cartels and they are just you know forced to to do this, to raise money for the, um, the overlords basically. And, um, you know, they're kind of, you know, forced to do this, right. And, and forced to perform. And, um, but yeah, there, there were some really interesting, sad stories about, um, people that have lost, you know, almost large, you know, amounts of money. And, and, and one case on, on this episode was somebody lost their life savings basically wow. to somebody that, yeah. And that was an ongoing where it was sort of an online, relationship that seemed very real and it, it went on for years and i think she it was a woman that was um scammed and she was convinced that this guy was running a, a big business in new york and that he was expanding and he needed this money to expand he would pay her right back and yeah and she kind of lost everything so it's very tragic yep so just keep it all in mind um be skeptical um if you're trying to commun communicate with other people be sincere um, tweeting or messaging horny stuff at guys just makes you look fake, makes you look like one of these fake people. So try to just maybe do a little bit more than, hey, sir, um, <laughs> if at all possible, please, for the love of God. All right. But let's talk about something much more fun uh, for our fantasy life of spanking. Um, an issue that was kind of a fringe topic for a longest time, but much like some other fringe kinks is starting to kind of grow more and more prominent within the kink community. And that is wedgies. Uh, wedgies are awesome. Uh, do you agree, first of all? Of course. Okay, good, because I would have to have to kick you off right here. Okay. So, <laughs> have to end it here, yeah. 
Yeah, so let's start off with an explanation of what a wedgie is for, for any of you. I imagine people actually know um, it's when you uh, typically grab the underwear, the, the top waistband of a gentleman's underwear. Women can also do it, but our, our, you can do it to women, but our, for our purposes, we're talking about dudes. Grab their waistband, yank it up so that two things happen. First of all, the like the uh, fabric of the back of the underwear gets wedged, hence the name, into the ass crack, uh, and it could be quite it could be somewhat painful and uncomfortable as it kind of rubs against the sensitive skin of the uh, the inner ass crack and uh, on on the asshole. It also applies pressure to the testicles to the testes that is also uncomfortable. Um, this is well known, of course, child play, you know, um, horse play uh, between um, kids and also a form of bullying. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about both kind of components. Uh, and that is a very much an artifact of uh, youth culture. It is a fantasy that has becoming more and more part of the kink uh, culture. I had actually been asked several times. I've always been interested in wedgies and I've actually been doing wedgies as long as I've been doing spanking. But I always thought it was just like a select thing that I did, but we're seeing it more and more and more, uh, growing interest in it to the point that it's actually on WAPS. It is an interest tag, right? That's right, yeah, it's, it's really trending right now. We did a, a Twitter post a few weeks ago and it was just, unreal like the it was a, a post just with a, a photo of wedgie and you know we're a spanking app right so i'm thinking like this is cool we're kind of broadening our interests a little bit but we got a ton of um engagement on twitter and then as a result a lot of people joining waps and people being like oh my god an app with a wedgie tag you know and so i i felt pretty good about it i mean i but it's it was surprising just how significant it's become yeah so why why Let's talk about why that is and, you know, things to talk about when we're playing and doing wedgies. There are a couple of ways of looking at it. And what's interesting for me is that you and I view them in very different ways. And it kind of informs how we use them uh, in our fetish play. So, so tell me about your conception of the fantasy of the wedgie. Yeah, so I I just think of it as something that happened when I was in you know, late elementary and what I guess would here would be considered middle school. We didn't have that where I grew up, but um, that mid middle adolescence period um, where, you know, you have the hormones and you don't really know what to do with them. And um, there was a lot of wedging going on, a lot of pantsing going on. And, and that was at a time when I, you know, was kind of not, I didn't understand my sexuality, but I was just very interested in seeing them happen and experiencing them. Um, so that's kind of how it started for me as far as like how it's developed as part of my spanking fetish. Um, I think it, it goes along with that somewhat light bullying, perhaps, but like something that mm -hmm. if I'm doing a scene with like a big brother and a little brother, like, you know, little brother bends over and big brother like gives them a wedgie, you know, um, or, you know, in, in the context of a spanking, like it's another way of working through the layers, which is something I love doing, you know, starting on the pants, then the underwear, then wedging the underwear and then bare. So it adds like a fourth category of, you know, clothing removal. Um, and I, it's embarrassing. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's a, what I remember from the childhood kind of side of it was that like wedges were painful. 
Um, well, I mean, they could be very painful if they're really extreme. I, fortunately, I didn't experience anything too extreme. But they're really embarrassing because, like, your underwear, which normally never shows, like, is, is like, basically showing. And then getting the underwear back into place requires that you, like, pull it down through your pants, which is really difficult to do. Or, right. you know, go, go in private and, like, drop your drawers. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, something. I, I just have really fond memories of it. And I know that it's treated very differently now in society. I mean, I think it's... Uh, you know, on the lines of sexual harassment, basically. Um, and maybe it should be, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't when I was in school. I think that school staff basically looked the other way. Um, but it was a way that I, as a, as a youngster, I mean, I think that we kind of got some of our early, uh, I guess you could say er, early sexual tensions out. Right. And that's sort of, it's never gone away from me. Like it's still there as a, you know, when I see a waistband, it's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's being able to include them in scenes is great. Um, I think they're fun. I think they're um, rather innocent. Um, and but, yeah, I mean, I'm aware like that on the bullying side. Yes, they could be a heck of a lot. worse. So, <laughs> I mean, why don't you uh, tell us uh, how that works on, on your, yes. your side of the house? Yeah. Yes. My wedgies are never innocent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am very much. I. I now that one of the great things that has come out of the podcast, because the very, very first episode of the podcast where I kind of talked about having rather than being the father, you know, having the, the authority figure role uh, for spanking fantasies, instead having bullying um, as the sort of impetus for spanking role play. I've gotten a lot, a lot of feedback from other people in the community who who also have that model instead of the authority, the authority model. And for me, of course. Wedgies are just a wonderful, wonderful way to do the sort of predatory bully play that incorporates it into spanking play um, and establishing dominance in a way that is different from the the daddy boy stuff, you know. So not that daddies and boys can't do that. In fact, I'll, I'll point to one of those in a little bit towards the end of this who is doing that, actually. Um, but it is a way of creating a dominant submissive dynamic um, between peers as opposed to the the daddy, the teacher, the principal, those other models. Um, and I am I am not nice when I give wedgies. So um, I, I see it as a way of being predatory. Um, I love the concept of the hanging wedgie. Which I actually did. There was a there as actually years and years ago, someone who came to Moonburn who was into wedgies to see me. I said, if you come to Moonburn, I I will you know. And he was into hanging wedgies. I actually gave him a hanging wedgie at Moonburn. He wore um, two pairs of underwear so that it, to make sure for safety reasons, he was fully suspended, um, and it was super hot. Um, it is a little bit dangerous, of course. The two things that could happen: number one the underwear rips and you fall and get hurt. So you have to kind of be careful here. And the number two, of course, is that um, the pressure on your um, testicles, if it's not carefully, if it's, if it's not careful, it could actually damage, you know, cause loss of blood flow to your testicles that can cause harm. But if you can do it safely, it is wonderful. Um, I have not done any hanging bully. Now, when I was a kid, since we talked about child play, um, when I started realizing that I was into spanking, I was actually 
getting myself wedgies. I was getting myself hanging wedgies even at home. We had a big tree in the backyard, and I would go out there in the middle of the night when everyone was in bed. Wow. Um, and give myself hanging wedgies. So I, I did didn't, not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did and you have a pulley or something or rope? Or I what? had some rope. I tied it around the branch and then carefully kind of grabbed the the branch and suspended myself, but then slowly, carefully let go of the branch. I was wow. only like a couple of feet off the ground. So if I fell, like if the pants ri- or if the underwear ripped, mm-hmm. nothing would happen to me. And I could easily pull myself back out of it if, you know, if my, if, if my my testicles were getting uncomfortable, but from doing that was the the physical feeling of that, um, and I think that plays a huge role in where this fantasy comes from is recognizing that something that is painful is also sexually stimulating, because it was it was like this hurts, I also like it, and I don't know why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's embarrassing, and I, I did not want anyone – I did not get wedg- wedgies in school. It was the same thing about, like, not getting – there was corporal punishment in school that I grew up, and I never got corporal punishment. I was desperately afraid of that because I was afraid that people would discover that I liked it, and then things would go to hell. Um, you know, people would call me – you know, people would realize – it's like being in the closet, like, because it was the 80s, you know? But for me now, giving wedgies – is um, I'm not so much interested in getting them anymore. Even now, as I'm getting more into more into bottoming, it doesn't really seem to be something. I mean, though, if you're a top out there and you want to bully me, I'd be more than happy to allow that to happen. It's just not going to have the kind of reaction um, that it used to. But I absolutely adore giving wedgies. And what I do is I I yank it all the way up. I you know as much as I can. I um, um, I warn boys, um, and actually we should probably kind of a little bit about the how-to stuff here. Um, if you're interested in wedgies, communicate that with your top. We should also kind of talk about, since this is actually a good example that we have, because we have different perceptions of how a wedgie would play out, um, it shows the importance of communications. Because if you tell me that you're into wedgies and we don't talk about it and you, you just say, give me a wedgie, you may end up losing your underwear because I get hardcore with it. And that might not be what you want. You might be a little bit more about what Jaden's talking about, which is kind of just giving a wedgie when you're giving the spanking, which is, I do that too. Um, but it's important to talk about. So um, what, do you, uh, what do you guys uh, uh, tell you? What do they say to you when they're um, interested in wedgies? Yeah, well, I, the first person I met uh, it was when Craigslist was still a thing. Um, this was a while ago, but yeah, I mean, he was that was his main fetish, and I was like, how fascinating. And um, so, yeah, I mean, he he definitely wanted it to be the main event, and he was willing to get a, a little bit of spanking as long as there was a lot of wedging, right? So, yeah, he definitely did want to be lifted. He wanted to hear the the sound of the underwear kind of starting to tear, um, and. Yeah, I mean, just wanted to be pushed, right? And I was, as a top, inexperienced at kind of doing it to that extent. So, I mean, he was helping me as well as, as we successively kind of, we met a couple of times. So, yeah, and then I with, with spanking sessions that are, you know, primarily spanking, um, I will often, as I said, include that as part of the, you know, stages of clothing removal. Um, and I, I'm surprised by the number of guys that, you know, later on, you know, I'll get a text message, you know, that later that day or the next day or something. And they'll be like, I really liked how you wedged. I liked how that felt. And so I think it, it is a sensation 
that's pleasurable. Um, and, and maybe the submission of it, the, the additional submission of having to take the wedgie is also something that they enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So what will happen is um, so a recent example of it's funny because like, so at the last Moonburn, I ended up uh, two out of two out of three of my victims got wedgies. I should have given the third one a wedgie, too, um, but he was wearing really nice underwear and uh, mm. I didn't, and it was my first time spanking him. So I didn't know if he would be into it. And actually, it was that was his first uh, spanking event. So um, I didn't want to I, I pushed him with a, quite a, I gave him quite a few paddlings, um, but I didn't want to push him too hard. Um, so but I do have a, a newcomer also on the scene who uh, asked me to bring the bully out to to be the bully because that's part of my profile. And so I said to him, OK, bring underwear, wear underwear that you don't care what happens to. Uh, if you go, and so he did that. And so um, what he did was he wore um, there were some old um, colored briefs. Nothing, you know, they weren't terribly fancy. Um, to me, the, the, what I immediately what I immediately did as a bully, and this is a bit of bully role play, uh, is uh, called started calling them panties because they were colored and, and you could mistake them for panties. They, they, they were not panties. They were just men's briefs that were colored. Um, but that's what I did. I went with him. You know, I, I was calling him a, a, a nasty pervert who likes to wear women's underwear. And so that be kind of that came the role play of the scene. So I was just bullying him and um, gave him lots of wedgies uh, and eventually just tore the seat out of the um, seat out of the panties and destroyed them um, uh, in order to spank the bare butt. Um, so we, I did not pull the shorts down. I just ripped them open. Um, but one of the things, one of the great things about doing that is as if you're doing bully play, um, when you're doing actual role play, certain things that we do when we want to have longer scenes are things like, you know, corner time, riding lines, um, things that, you know, work perfectly fine in the role play of the daddy and the boy or the teacher and the student. They don't really they don't hit very well when, when you're doing, you know, the bully thing, you're supposed to keep, but you want to humiliate them. And so what you can do with the wedgie is just to take some time off from spanking so they can kind of recover from, you know, and let their butt relax a bit for the next session, a set of, of implements or whatever, and just drive, you know, give them a different kind of pain and discomfort by pulling that wedgie up the ass crack. And so that's kind of what I do when guys like this. So, uh, safety issues. What are some safety issues? Well, of course, the most obvious one is it can, uh, it can damage the testicles. Be careful or pay attention if you're the person, you know, getting the wedgie. Uh, be very careful um, for your testicles growing numb or tingling. Uh, anything more than just discomfort and pressure um, you need to be careful about it shutting off the blood flow um, because that's what the pressure can do. And, and that will cause, you know, damage to your testicles if the blood stops flowing to them. Um, you had, uh, Jaden, you had uh, a tip as well, right? Yeah, just, just something to be aware of the skin at the top of the ass crack, um, basically right right where the tailbone is, um, it is susceptible to kind of getting... Um, parted or, or like almost like a, 
a paper cut, so it's not a significant kind of cut, but because of the location, um, it just hurts a lot, and it takes, you know, weeks to, to kind of uh, grow, um, heal back together. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so some wedgies have shown up in some, you know, spanking and S&M porn as well. There is a category for it on Pornhub. Um, in the spanking uh, studios at Clips for Sale, there was uh, one studio. It looks like they haven't produced anything in a while, but I know one of the porn actors who, who did it. There's a studio called Man Up um, that had some bullying scenes in there that include wedgies. Um more recently on this scene, there is a guy, uh, Discipline for Daddy's Boy, um, who is da who's got an OnlyFans page uh, and a Clips for Sale page. And this is a, a gentleman and his boy. Uh, all of the scenes are the two of them playing. Um, and all of them incorporate spanking. Some of them also incorporate wedgies. Actually, the funny thing is, there is actually a, a discussion of wedgies going on on Twitter literally right now as we're recording this. So he posted... Someone was posting like screenshots of, of him giving wedgies to his boy on his videos on Twitter. He is on Twitter at discipline, the number four and the letter B. Um, so but he incorporates wedgies into a lot of his spanking play. So uh, if you're looking for opportunities, it's great. Uh, I'm glad, believe me, as someone who wants to. Um, advocate for more bullying role play um, and is looking for opportunities to do so. I am very, very happy to see wedgies becoming more and more part of the scene. And if you've got wedgies on uh, tagged on your WAPS profile uh, and uh, you come to me for a session, we can we can make it happen. Um, so with that, uh, we will wrap up our fantasy life of spanking. Now, we actually got a letter um, sent to us or, or some correspondence sent to me with uh, uh, someone who has a question for the podcast. Um, it's a little bit of a challenging one uh, and stuff that uh, made us think a lot. Actually made uh, Jaden and, and uh, myself argue a little bit about, the, about uh, how to approach this. So, so this will be interesting. So. Um, the letter, this is not the entire letter, and we went back and forth a little bit, So, but here's, here's the main parts of it. Um, I met my daddy about a week ago. Uh, we hit it off wonderfully and are in the getting to know each other phase. I really like him. He's older, very dom in an effortless sort of way, and we actually have very good chemistry. I never thought I'd find a true dom, and I'm over the moon. There's one thing, though. He's big into spanking. That's one fetish I've never explored. I don't have experience and I've watched videos before, but it's never done anything for me. He's already spanked me two times and it hurt a little, but it's not so bad. However, I know he's taking it easy on me. I'm afraid eventually it'll become unbearable. Um, he's very authentic and attentive. I feel safe with him. Uh, he reassures me that he'll never hurt me or give me more than I can take, but he will push me to the edge. Uh, I believe him, but I still can't shank my anxiety about it. Um, I'm reaching out to see if you have any advice for me as a hesitant newbie. Uh, outside of spanking, he's a wonderful daddy. I want to be his good boy. I just never thought I'd be part of the spanking world. So I did not wait to get this on the podcast. We did have a bit of a back and forth uh, to see the situation was because I wanted to make sure that, first of all, that um, it hadn't reached the point where he was unhappy with the spankings and he didn't know what to do. 
Uh, and it hasn't reached that point. He is still enjoying the last our last correspondence. He was still getting to know. He was still enjoying his experiences with his daddy. He was getting to know spanking. He was exploring it. He he his daddy had told him about that there was a spanking podcast, and that's how he tracked me down. Um, and his daddy is very clearly part of the spanking community. Um, and so he is very concerned about a future, you know, and what's going to happen if and when the spanking gets harder. Um, so my initial response to him is, was, my initial thoughts was, well, it's good that they're communicating. Um, it's good that his daddy is clearly n not going crazy on him. Um, and his daddy is being very, very careful about introducing somebody new into spanking. I think the big loaded and unanswered question is, well, based on what he's describing, he doesn't, this doesn't necessarily seem to be awakening a fetish or a kink at this point. So the question is, what happens to this couple if everything develops fine, except he never develops an interest in spanking? First of all, let's consider the possibility that he might start enjoying it. Now, it's not impossible, I will say, um, since we are both, both of us are spanking fetishists, um, which is which is to say that spanking is our main event. In, in It is our sexual identity, right? I'm not putting words in your mouth, am I? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have always known, like as long as as long as our sexual identity started developing in the first place, we have always known this is an interest. Now, for people who like spanking as kinks or you know foreplay, they who don't develop the full fetish, they may like the stimulation. They're not going to get into all of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, but they'll still find a spot for it in their lives. So the question is, can he develop a kink for spanking? I think at this point, based on the information, he might not develop a spanking fetish. Um, well, he's not going to develop a spanking fetish because he would already have it. I think it's possible that he may grow to enjoy um, some level of spanking in his relationship depending on his chemistry with his dom. You're a bit more skeptical. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I mean, I, I approach it from the point of view, if, if we assume that the, the daddy or the, the, the boyfriend or, or whatever, we'll call him the daddy in this situation. If we assume he's a spanko, then going from that assumption, spanking is really, really important to him. Right. And so that's that, I see that as a potential problem um, to be discussed. And I, I think it's common in relationships that one person will like something more than the other person. I mean, we're all different. Um, but it sounds to me like from what you know we're hearing is that the, the daddy is really into this and the, the boy um, is willing to do it, you know, in the beginning and try it. And but there's not a lot of growth as far as like. Oh my God, you know, the first time it was fun and I, you know, it didn't hurt as bad as I thought and I, I want to do more. It sounded to me more like it's sort of tolerable. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's a bit of a, a, it's just something to be aware of and 
probably have a discussion about like, okay, so how important is this to you? Um, here's kind of how I feel about it. We've tried it a few times. This, this is kind of what I thought. And then just see what develops from that. Right. Um, but I definitely view it as, uh, from the perspective of somebody like myself, who's like, this is really, this is sex for me. Um, I would not um, go very deep into a relationship where the other person didn't like it. I just, I mean, I guess I could, but I feel like I would be sacrificing a lot to do that. So I, I definitely need to be kind of really, I'd really need to discuss that through and see how we, you know, whether we, potentially have an open relationship or I play at parties and, you know, we don't have it as part of our intimate relationship. So there are options, um, but it's definitely a, something to be, a, I think, thinking about early before you get too um, romantically um, invested in it. Yeah. So it's not unusual on the spanking scene for, or even in the kink scene, like for people, for, for couples to have different interests that they don't share with each other but but share with other other partners or, or play partners so um clearly what i got from this is this daddy goes has has done uh spanking play with other guys so so the, i guess the the open question here that he needs to think about is um if he doesn't develop a taste for spanking or a taste for being spanked and uh, one of the things that he mentioned, the, the daddy does want to use spanking as a form of discipline, um, which can be I, I, I do agree with you that this could be a problem if he's not into spanking. Like if he doesn't develop a taste for spanking, I would feel really uncomfortable about a daddy using that as an actual discipline technique. So the question then becomes whether their relationship is such that they're okay with daddy finding other men to fulfill his spanking needs on. Um, and like I said, this is not unusual. This is absolutely not unusual for, for that to happen if they've got all of this chemistry in other forms of play. So keep that in mind. Um, what I told him is to be very communicative, of course. It sounds like they're, they're, they're the, one, the, the thing that they are both doing very right is that they are being very communicative communicative with each other about how they're feeling. So uh, what I told them is to keep that up, um, particularly when it gets to the point, um, if the spanking start becoming things that he simply doesn't want to happen and not in the, the spanking fantasy way where we kind of do and we dread them you know that sort of that sort of fetish dread thing of the naughty boy um that's a fine fantasy that is not something that should be happening in a relationship um even in a daddy boy relationship you should not be afraid of your daddy um uh and for those who are you know for boys who want or need or crave spankings they're not even if, you know, there is that, that worry or dread or, oh, no, I've, I've done something bad. I'm going to be punished. It's a thing that they psychologically need. Mm -hmm. And um, enjoy sometimes. I yes. think there, there are guys that enjoy the anxiety. Um, yes. But I, I don't think this, this particular person yeah. is, is one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean, communication, and I would add to that is, is really, and I struggle with this personally myself, is, is really being as genuine, as honest, with him and honest with yourself 
that, you know, if this is something you don't really like, um, or there's only a, you know, maybe a lighter variety that you do like, um, just tell them. Uh, it's easier said than done, though. Like, when you have strong feelings for somebody, there is a tendency to sort of tell them what you think they want to hear. Um, yeah. And that may work in the short term, but that's kind of a recipe for um, problems down the road. Yeah, especially when we're dealing with pain because there's a lot of fun and unusual kinks that that um may not turn you on but you might you know with the right there are there are a lot of kinks that don't turn me on that i would probably engage with with the right guy someone who i was attracted to was interested in um to make him happy uh because or because i know that he'll enjoy it like like uh just as a way of an example enemas I am not into enemas, but um, if I had, you know, if someone I was interested in um, wanted to give me enemas, as long as, you know, as long as it goes in the toilet afterwards and, and not something inappropriate, I would make space for that. Pain is a little bit different because it hurts. It is actual. It's And the thing about those of us with spanking kinks and spanking fetishes is that is that our body, is that we're stimulated by that? In fact, this is a reminder. Um, this this letter came in right as I was recording and editing and posting. Um, I did a, I posted a little thing up uh, called uh, Spanking, you know, Dude Spanking Dudes Presents Spanking 101. Uh, I recorded that just recently because I've been seeing, we've been seeing a bunch of new people coming into the spanking scene. I have in the two months, the two months since we've had Moonburn, I've given three guys their first adult spankings. So there is definitely a rush of guys coming into the kink in the spanking scene, um, not just because of, you know, COVID and this whole sense of being locked up, but I think we are seeing the Zoomer generation is reaching adulthood um, inundated. You know, they are, unlike those of us who are much older and had to really kind of work to track this stuff down, it is a lot easier now for them to find and interact with fetishes and kinks and all of this stuff. Thanks to the work of, you know, a lot of older people, you know, I hear from people who, who have found spanking through the podcast, you know, all of this stuff. Um, so uh, guys are able to come into the spanking and fetish scene a lot younger than they were, than they did before uh, as adults, as early adults, rather than discovering it, you know, in their mid twenties or whatever. Um, so I, I kind of recorded that at the same time. And so this is an opportunity to explore and, and see uh, what you like. But uh, one of the things I noted in that podcast episode is um, what makes spanking a very specific fetish um, and BDSM is people who are masochists um, get sexual stimulation from feelings of pain. Um, and I say sexual stimulation, I really mean some sort of enjoyment. I don't necessarily mean an erection, although some guys do. Um, but just a sense of fulfillment uh, from feeling pain. I feel it. Um, I know you, you're mostly a top these days, right? Oh, I, I have been, but I know I go both ways and it's enjoyable yeah. either uh, in either role. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, either the enjoyment of inflicting or receiving pain. So what you need to be on the lookout for in a situation like this is if at no point you're not feeling any sort of an enjoyment, 
if you're not feeling enjoyment from fulfilling dad dad's desire feeling your fulfilling your service desire um that is a big red flag um don't be embarrassed or ashamed this is just the weirdest thing i've ever said because i usually have to say the opposite <laughs> but don't be embarrassed or ashamed if it turns out you're not into spanking it is uh or if you're not into it as much as your daddy is he is very clearly a spanko with a spanking fetish um and not everyone is going to be so but uh hopefully uh, my, my hope for you is you'll find the right sort of middle ground, um, which I think is possible um, if both parties are committed to it. And then, of course, the alternative is, as we said, finding another outlet for his spanking needs and letting you serve him as your as his boy in, in all the other areas. So. Uh, Keep up with us. Let me let me know since you messaged me before. Let me know how things go. I I, I hope uh, I hope things go well with this. So, but um, with that, uh, I am going to wrap up this episode. Jaden, thank you very much for being on here and telling us all about uh, what's going on with all those scam artists on apps and stuff. So, how do people reach you and tell them about WAPS? Yeah, so you can find WAPS uh, on on the internet, WAPS.com, W-H-A-P-P-Z. Com. It's also on Google Play and the App Store. Uh, we also have a Twitter, which is just WAPS. Um, spanking Tube, we are WAPS app. And you can reach me on WAPS or Spank This Hookups as WAPS. So lots of WAPS, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives lots of WAPS. Jaden has been, I was shocked at Moonburn. Um, you have been practicing your hand spankings. Which one uh, did you say? <laughs> I can't remember, but it was like, oh, he's, I, well, I, you know, I don't think I've, I've, I've spanked you, but I don't think I've ever been spanked by you, but I, I was watching you give spankings and they were super hard. I'm like, oh, interesting. Um, but yes, uh, yes, he gives out, he gives out quite a lot of whaps. Uh, my name is, of course, Scott, uh, also known as Red Spank Scott or Hotbot Scott. Uh, I could be reached at either of those names on Spank This Hookups, Recon, or WAPS. Um, you can find me as Red Spank Scott on Scruff sometimes. Um, the, uh, the podcast has a Twitter feed titled Dudes Spank Dudes, uh, all one word. It's too long to put the in in there, so it's just Dudes Spank Dudes. Um, uh, hit me up, send me messages, threaten to beat my ass, whatever. Uh, I will be back in touch with all y'all soon. So thanks, and uh, let's go out and punish some buttons. <laughs>